Welcome to the Church Brand Guide Podcast. My name is Michael Persaud. I'm so glad you guys are here today. I'm going to be talking about a great topic that I think will help many churches in, in, in the way that you communicate and advertise and uh, build something truly great that people are attracted to. So the, our topic today is just about being genuine and how you build your church's brand. Building an authentic brand that are that, that is very attractive to people in your community. So the groundwork for today's episode is basically understanding what the difference is between branding, marketing, and advertising. So we'll put it this way in very simple terms. Branding is defining who you are so that you're able to control the perception that people have of your church. Marketing is the experience that people have when they encounter the church. So whether it's on your property or maybe off-site at an event of some kind, it's the experience people have. That's what marketing is. Or it could even be on social media. And then also, the third thing that we need to define is advertising. Advertising is the message you put out there that is consistent with the brand. So it's the message of who you are. And it's how you put it out there. So it could be put out there on a billboard, on social media. It could be put out there in a postcard mailer. But it's the message itself that is put out there uh, that defines or describes your brand. So branding, marketing, and advertising work together to help build this genuine uh, expression of who you are as a church. When it's working right, that's what it does. So one of the ways that we can do this, one of the ways that you can do this as a church is to capture photography. So have a system and a culture in place where you capture the photography of what is happening in the church and with the church, whether it's on-site or off-site. Have a way to capture those events so that you can get the emotions of what's going on at that moment. Then you use this photography in your advertising. This way you come across as being very genuine. Stock photography is, um, is okay to use, but it's not very genuine. I don't know if you've ever experienced the, uh, the, um, the, the photography that you've seen maybe in one location, and then you saw it somewhere else uh, advertising something different. Whenever you see that, whenever you see it's like a man or a, a woman of some kind and, and they, they're advertising one thing over here, but then on the other side of town they have a same, same uh, picture, but they're advertising something different. That's very ingenuine. So you want to make sure that as a church you come across as being very genuine. So have a culture of photography in place. Build a team. If you're a small church, that's fine. It, it, what we've found is that if you have even a, a group of 100 people, there's usually going to be somebody in that group that is a photographer or that would like to take photography for the church. So go ahead and capture those people and then show them the type of photography that you would like or explain to them the type of photography you, you would like them to capture. And this is what you want them to capture. You want them to capture genuine emotions. So show in your photography people being welcomed to the church. So this photo might look like a greeter at the door shaking somebody's hand with a big smile on their face and them having a great uh, transition going on there. Or it might be to show family. So maybe you show uh, capture a picture of a, of a family walking uh, in the lobby of your church. Maybe they're getting checked in in your kids' classes. You, the other thing you want to show is your kids' ministry, the fact that you have a family ministry in place that works with kids. So you want to make sure you capture photography of kids having fun in their classes and enjoying their time there at the church. So you want to capture those feelings. Capture the feeling of praise where people are raising their hands and maybe they're they're singing out loud and during a song. Capture worship. Capture listening to, to the Word of God. So you want to capture these types of emotions and, and the different types of events that happen during the course of a service because that's what you want to put out there to express who you really are to the people that are, that are beyond the walls of the church. You also want to capture events that happen outside the church. So if you're a church that goes out there and does community events, make sure you capture that. Have a photographer scheduled to go and capture that event. So these are the types of things that you can do as a church to capture 
the uh, the emotions of the church, the core values of the church, and then represent it in your advertising and in your marketing as you as you put it out there. In in a church, several churches that we've worked with, we um we capture photos of of their services and even of their events that they would have, and then we will put together a um maybe a huge mural that's in their ha- hallway or their lobby area. And it just shows kind of the uh, the values of the church, and it's using their photography, their people, to express those values. You can put those photos on websites. We like to do that a lot when we design websites where it's full of photography um, that's all over the site, and it's just showing the culture of the church as you scroll down through the sites, especially for those people that are exploring for the very first time. Your church are going to come to a website first before they do anything else. So you want to make sure you put out a great impression of, of who, who you are as a church and what you value so that they are drawn to it. And then that, that's, that's a consistent experience. So when they show up on a Sunday morning at one of your services, it's a very consistent feel that they, they have from what they saw on the website or maybe on Facebook. So being genuine is a very important thing as a church. Having a genuine brand is going to help you get further faster and help people to stick within your church and and stick around to experience it again and again and again. In our interview today, I'm going to be talking with Randy Green. Randy is the digital marketing manager at Church of the Resurrection, which is a very, very large Methodist church in the Kansas City area, just south of Kansas City in Leewood, Kansas. This church has been growing uh, tremendously over the, the past, oh, I don't know, 10 or 15 years. It now has four campuses, over 20,000 members. And the thing is, when you walk into a service experience, it's not going to blow you away necessarily with the lights and the music and the maybe the sound system or the video system. They just have a very genuine way of presenting themselves. And uh, Randy even talks about how on social media and with their website, they're really a little bit behind. They're a step or two behind what you would think for a church of this size. And uh, it kind of strikes me uh, as being a little bit um, uh, strange that, man, this church that's so huge actually doesn't do things like other churches might, where they're really pursuing, you know, media to help them grow and to get their messaging and their branding out there. They're actually just doing it in in a different way. And Randy unpacks that about how they just go into the community and, and serve the community well. And then they, uh, they represent that and uh, let other people know that they're doing some great work in the community. And so it's a great conversation I have with Randy, and I'm excited for you guys to, to hear it and to listen to how this amazing church is, um, is doing something that is fairly unique in, in building a brand. So let's listen to our interview with Randy Green. Thanks for joining us today on the Church Brand Guide podcast. I'm here today with Randy Green, who works at Church of the Resurrection. And this is a large church, and Randy's uh, been there for a, a few years, a couple of years maybe? Uh, about a year, yep, okay. right about a year. About a year, okay. Yeah. Um, he helps with the uh, marketing and communications over there at the church. So Randy, I guess let me, uh, let me just let you introduce what, what it is that you do. Let's start there first. Sure. Uh, so my title is Digital Media Specialist, which um sounds super fancy but basically i'm just the point person for everything that happens in the digital world there so um, if we're talking about website like i help maintain the website i work with our email marketing to make sure that um that's all like you know going smoothly i work with our social media a little bit driving some of the strategy there um so basically if it's like outbound digital stuff then i am the point person for all of that Okay, excellent. So you're on staff full time, right? Yep. Okay. Yep. You have a nice office, and um, well, it's a, I mean, it's an office. I'm mean, not fancy, but yeah, you know, we get to <laughs> hang out and have a good time. We got um, a whole communications department there, so we hang out and chat, and yeah, um, yeah, have a lot of fun. Cool. Okay, just uh, checking into your world a little bit. <laughs> yeah. So let's find out how did you get here? How did you, how did you get to, to this position? Kind of take us on your journey. Yeah. So I mean, ever since I was in like high school, I. Um, I really felt this passion to help churches market themselves. I saw a lot of churches that had like these great things that they were doing, but they just didn't know how to tell people that they were doing it. Yeah. And so when I went to college, I studied marketing communications because I really wanted to uh, really wanted to work with churches to just help them get that message out. Um, 
and then when I graduated, I took a couple of jobs, spent a couple of years working at uh, different agencies here in Kansas City, uh, just kind of getting my feet wet a little bit. And I started picking up some uh, some web design abilities. And uh, so really got to explore that and fell in love with working with web and, and the digital communication side of things. Um, and then in 2013, like January 2nd, 2013, uh, my wife and I moved down to Enid, Oklahoma, uh, because she accepted a youth position, a youth ministry position down there at a church. And so we moved down there, and that's a little town of about 50,000, uh, where there was not really anything there as far as like digital marketing or anything. So this was a great opportunity for me to just say, hey, you know what, I'm going to like launch this business where I'm going to work with a bunch of churches. I mean, there's tons of churches down there. You know, it's middle of the Bible Belt, so there's churches on every other corner. Uh, so I'm just going to work with these churches and some of the local businesses and start working on their marketing and uh, getting them out there with websites and social media and that kind of stuff. And so I did that for about two and a half years, and it was awesome, and I loved it, and it was um, so missional and so fulfilling. Uh, it was great. And then I stumbled across um, a job posting from Church of the Resurrection. They were looking for this position that I'm in now, uh, looking for somebody to be their digital media specialist, and just reading through the list of what they were asking for, it matched up like perfectly with my um, my background and my experience and my passions, and so I was like, you know what, I've got to give them a call. So um, just got in touch with, with Church of the Resurrection and started the conversation with them, and they were feeling like the same things that I was feeling. This was just like the perfect match, like we could not have planned it this well. Um, and so I worked out that I moved up here, um, yeah, about a year ago. So it was uh, middle of 2015, um, and started on staff there. And um, yeah, so that's kind of where we're at now. I've been getting my feet wet for for a year, and um, <laughs> they always compare it to it's like drinking from a fire hose because the Church <laughs> of the Resurrection. It's just like an endless onslaught of um, stuff to do, and you know yeah. things changing and stuff like that. Uh, so I've been figuring out the system a little bit for a year, but yeah, yeah that's, that's kind of where we're at. That's great. Um, so Church of the Resurrection is this large church in our community that um, everybody just knows about. It's, yeah. I mean, it's a very large church. In fact, right now they're building a, a new addition to the campus and it, it stands out like in the community, <laughs> like you're driving <laughs> on the highway and it's this really large structure that's just uh, is yeah. rising every single day, it yeah. seems like. Yeah, it's huge. So, yeah, so Church of the Resurrection has uh, upwards of 20,000 members. Um, so it's the largest Methodist church in the United States. Um, I believe it's the largest church of any denomination in the Kansas City metropolitan area. Um, on a given weekend, we have eleven or 12,000 that worship with us um, across four different campuses and online. Uh, so we're, yeah, we're like, we're a big church, uh, which is something kind of crazy for me because I never saw myself like being a big fan of big churches. I mean, the biggest church I'd ever been a part of before resurrection was probably like four or 500 people, you know, and so on a given Sunday, you'd have 200 people there in the service. And so, uh, so this is a big change. Um, they are, like you mentioned, they're building a new sanctuary at the Leewood campus, um, which is a huge project. They're really seeing it like, I mean, like building a cathedral, like thinking about 100 years from now. We want this building itself to still be a testament to the gospel. Um, so it's, you know, the if you talk to our senior pastor or any of the people who have been really hands-on with designing it, they can tell you like the whole sermon of the building itself. It's crazy. Huh. Um it's awesome, um, but yeah. So, so it's so it's basically a, they're building a um, just a, making a statement with the building itself and how right. they're putting it together. Yeah, I mean, I mean, you know, you're all about branding, church branding, and stuff like that, and they're really seeing this as a big part of who the church is, the church's identity. It's this, it's this gospel that's being shared partially through this building. Um, just so as people are driving by on the highway, they are witness to the yeah. gospel. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so super cool. Yeah. So the uh, the campus itself is is rather large. I mean, they've got a lot of things going on. And uh, can you tell us a little bit about the um, maybe the uh, the strategy of like what what the campus is and how they've laid it out? Sure. So we have actually four campuses total. Four. Okay. Four. Yeah. There's uh, the main one is in Leewood. That's the original one. Um, that's the one where a senior pastor preaches from on any given weekend. Um, but we also have a campus that's out in like West Olathe. Um, we have a campus that's downtown. Uh, they're actually uh, about to build a new building themselves, which is the first church 
building that's being built in downtown Kansas City in like 85 years or wow. something like that. So yeah, another uh, just super cool thing that, that the church is doing. Um, and then we have a campus out in Blue Springs. Um, that's one of our, it's our newest campus, uh, but it's doing some really cool stuff too. And so, um, yeah, so there's all these different things uh, that are happening with the church. Uh, as far as the, the, the Leewood location, which you asked about, um, it's been a really interesting process because, I mean, they've gone through a number of capital campaigns to build all these different buildings. Uh, they started in this little Wesley Covenant Chapel, which seated about, I think, I think it seats about 350 or something mm-hmm. like that. Yeah. Um, and then they moved into what's now the Student Center, which seats like 800 or something like that. And then they moved into what is our current sanctuary, which seats like 3,000 or somewhere in that ballpark. And then um, the building that's currently being constructed, which is going to be opening uh, on Easter in 2017, that's going to seat about 3,500. Um, and so that's our final sanctuary. Yeah. Um, and so it's been this really cool process of they're always, th- they've had a master plan that they're operating from, from the very beginning. Yeah. And they're always kind of planning a step ahead. So they're never quite building, they're never building a, a building that's big enough Mm. for what they're trying to do. Okay. They're always building it with the idea that there's going to be more and more added on. Ah. And so I mentioned that this is the final sanctuary, but the idea with that is, you know, Leewood is at some point going to hit a cap and it'll be the satellite campuses, the, um, you know, the, the campus mm-hmm. out in Olathe and the campus that's downtown and the campus that's out in Blue Springs. Those will be where the real growth is happening and, and as we're planting other, other campuses as well. Yeah, that's great. Um, the The facilities are really top notch. I've been there several times on the campus, and, um, and the reason I wanted to spend a little bit of time on the facilities is just to um, just break it apart a little bit about how how your church is using the facilities. I guess help us break that down. You you invite people to come to the campus, right? A lot of ministry happens on the campuses, and why don't you talk about yeah. your approach? Yeah. So. Um that's a really interesting question that you ask. We have kind of a, I mean, it's a kind of a three-pronged approach to how we uh, look at the way we minister, um, a very high level, you know, head, heart, and hands. Uh, so we want people to be nourished with all three of those areas and to be actively engaged in all three of those areas. And so for the head, we have, um, you know, very uh, intellectual sermons. So you're going to come to a weekend service and you're going to be challenged with the message. Um, it's not going to be something that's thrown together. It's, you know, it's done very intentionally and very intelligently. Um, and we also have classes that really um, enrich and deepen your faith, um, increasing your knowledge and, and that kind of a thing. Um, we also have a vibrant small group community, so that's really um, about nourishing your heart and making sure that you're um, engaging in community and the life of the church and stuff. Um, and then we're very intentional about being in, being the hands of the gospel, being uh, involved in the community and pushing outside the doors of, of the facilities. So uh, you're asking about you know how we use the facilities. Um, our facilities don't actually have a whole lot of stuff to draw people in. I mean, we don't have like a kitchen to have like big cookouts or anything like that. Um, we have you know plenty of room for people to gather, but we don't even have necessarily enough like classroom space right now for mm-hmm. for our classes and that kind of thing. Um, but we're really engaged in pushing people out into the community to be involved in in being the hands and feet of the gospel mm-hmm. in in the world. Mm-hmm. And uh, so that's a, a really cool thing. Yeah, that I think um, you know. You think of a mega church yeah. like our size, and you think, yeah, it's it's all about bringing people into the building, you know, getting there for worship services and that kind of thing. But really, we're more focused on pushing people back out into the community. Oh, that's good. No, that's really good because so we're learning about, I guess, the the branding of your church and um, what the approach is, mm-hmm. which is what makes up a brand. Right. So discovering who you are, what you're what you're called to do, who you're called to serve and then how you're gonna ex- execute that. Um, so it really drives a lot of decisions, like like how you build buildings, right. and what does, a, what does the expansion look like to different campuses, that, that type of thing. So as in your position, how do you then take that and, and communicate it out? Like what's, what's your job look like? Yeah, um, so <laughs> I mentioned earlier that uh, to this point I've kind of been just like playing catch up, trying to wrap my mind around everything that's going on. Um, and in a lot of ways, our church has been really behind on the digital side of things. Uh, we've been really engaged with um, making sure that people have places to engage 
like physically like you know so um, when they come to our church, you know, programs for them to be engaged in and places for them to connect, connect down the community and that kind of a thing. Um, but we've been a little bit behind as far as like the way that we're presenting that online. Mm. And so uh, we're working really hard right now to uh, just kind of get caught up to speed as far as the, the way that we're intentionally engaging that, that, that digital segment of things. Um, so if you go to like our website right now, it's I mean it looks a little bit dated and it doesn't work the way that we want it to and stuff. So we're you know we're working on building a new website that will actually meet those needs and enable us to really communicate those things. Um, let's uh, let's just take a moment with the yeah. uh, on the website side. So what is the the strategy then that you're doing with the website? The new yeah, one? yeah. So I mean. It, from a very high level, anytime you're looking at building a website for your church or I mean, even your business or, or whatever, you, you've got to stop and take a look at who the target audience is. And so for us, our, our, the purpose of our church, the reason that we exist, is to, uh, to draw in non-religious and nominally religious people and, and to help them become deeply committed Christians. And so um, looking at that, that statement, you have to look and say, okay, well, obviously our target audience are these non-nominally religious people. You know, we're not so worried about the people that are already engaged with our church. Um, they're already involved with us, and they're going to be around. And, you know, we want to make sure they're taken care of. We want to make sure that they're satisfied and that kind of thing. But really, we're focused on our website being a marketing vehicle for those people that are outside the church. And so we need to make sure that the content on our website, the events and the programs and the messages and those kind of things are really easy for our people to share with their digital community. So making sure that it's able to engage uh, through social media and um, you know, through email and just um, yeah, obviously being like responsive for mobile devices so people can access it that way and yeah. that kind of a thing. Um, and so from a very high level, our, our, we're really working to make sure that our website is targeted to those people who are non-nominally religious in our community. Yeah. So as a as a brand, are you guys? Um, how would just how would you describe your presentation um, to people on on uh, on a weekend? Yeah. Is it casual? Is it like a concert? Does it? Yeah. I mean, what does it look like? So, one of the things that I think makes us a little bit unique is that if you go to you could go to any two services at any of our campuses, and for the most part, they'll be like completely different. Mm. So if you go to a service at our Leewood location, um, nine o'clock or ten forty-five uh, on a Sunday morning, it's going to be like we have like a full orchestra and choir, and um, the the uh, the pastor will be speaking with wearing vestments, and so it'll be it'll feel very like formal and very um, very high church. Whereas then if you go to our downtown location, uh, they have a service at 1045 also, but it's super casual. I mean, you'll, I mean, there's people wearing shorts and people wearing um, jeans and people literally walking in off the street. They have um, homeless, pe homeless people that come in and worship with them. And I'm just this eclectic mix of people. And, um, you know, instead of a instead of an orchestra and a choir, they've got uh, somebody up there playing a cello and, um, you know, an, an acoustic guitar, you know, it's like all folksy. And, yeah, so, so we have this wide range of, depending on which service you go to, uh, you can have wildly different worship services. So what would you say is the draw of, of the church? Like, why do so many people, people come? I, I mean, I think that it's really because of the way that we engage the community. I mean, if you... From the very beginning, our senior pastor, when this was just you know a tiny little church plant, um, every time a visitor would come in our doors, that same afternoon, he would go to their front door. If he's able to get their address, <laughs> he would go to their front door and knock on their door and hand deliver a mug, a, like a coffee mug, that had you know Church of the Resurrection logo on it, and it had you know some basic information. And you know he's not stopping by to like preach at them or anything like that. He just wanted to say thank you for coming. We hope we can see you again. And then, leave. so it was like, you know, no pressure. So, but it's very engaging with the community. And we continue that ministry to this day. It's not our senior pastor that goes out to every house. <laughs> uh, but we have, um, you know, a bunch of volunteers that go and deliver those mugs. Um, and then just from the very beginning, we, the church has been very intentional about being involved in the community. So, like, we have this um, Bless the School project that we do every year where we take a couple of weeks and we just heavily pour into one of the local schools. Um, so this year uh, we were working at Garfield Elementary and we, like, I mean, 
completely renovated the school. We uh, repainted things, and we we just did all kinds. Of, we put in a new playground, mm-hmm. and so we had hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of man hours poured into this school mm-hmm. over the course of I think it was like ten days or a week or something like that. And so, um, you know, you do that kind of thing, and I mean, people talk about it. Yeah, you know, I and mean, that's that's the way that you build a brand. You don't you know you don't build a brand by redesigning your logo right. or building a website I mean, you know those are parts of your brand mm-hmm. but as you guys talk about all the time your brand is really just what people think about you your brand yeah. is what people are saying about you and you get people to talk about you by being involved in their lives mm-hmm. and by making a difference in what they do on a day-to-day basis and so uh, that's one of the things that I think is super cool about our church and that's what uh, you guys do best probably is just getting involved in the community because mm-hmm. yep. when I when I look at your um on the outside, looking at the church itself, I mean, your logo is nothing, you know, it's not going to... Our logo is the, you know, the United Methodist yeah. flame and cross with the Church of the Resurrection lit, written next to it. Our our logo, <laughs> if you look at two different pieces of marketing, it'll probably look completely different. We don't, <laughs> you know, um, we're working to change that. You know, we're trying right. to make that um, a bit more refined. But, yeah, our, our logo is nothing. Um, I already mentioned that our digital presence really hasn't been anything in the right. past. We're working to change some of that stuff. Um, but yeah, I mean, what we're, I think that what we're known for is just being in the community. Yeah. And that's wonderful. I think it's, uh, we've talked about, uh, some other churches or with some other churches too, that are very aggressive to have really nice graphics and Mm -hmm. great video presentations and, um, over the top service experiences Mm -hmm. and, uh, some, some of those different, their logo is amazing and it's just right. Uh, but with Church and the Resurrection, it's not really focused on a lot of that stuff. You're you're a mega church, huge, and uh, doing some amazing things. But it's because of really uh, the other side of that, the whole interacting with right. the community right. versus the um, maybe the uh, just the way things look right. the, from the outside. Which, as I mentioned before, you know, I I never would have seen myself at like a mega church. But Church of the Resurrection is just doing something so right that now I can't see myself anywhere else. Mm-hmm. And so yeah, it, yeah. Yeah, and, and not that a good um, logo or uh, some great <laughs> lights or anything is going to make your church All that stuff grow. is wonderful, for sure, yeah. Right. Yes. It's really a combination of exactly what you're talking about, being authentic and getting in there with the community and serving the community well, and then um, doing, I guess, what you're getting ready to do. Right. <laughs> and packaging that <laughs> yes. in yes. a way that's very attractive to even more people. Right, right. So what does that look like as you... Um, as you do your job, right, mm-hmm. and, and as you try to get the digital marketing stuff pulled together, what what are you thinking? Like, what needs to happen? Yeah, so um, a, a lot of things need to happen. Um, one of the barriers, I think, is that people hear all this really great stuff about our church, but then they come visit our website or they see, like, this other form of digital communication or something, and they're like, oh, that doesn't quite match up to my expectations. I'd heard all these great things, and, you know, I, I knew that Resurrection was this massive church, but then it looks like they just kind of skimmed over their website or something, and so it, it doesn't uh, create, it, it provides a little bit of cognitive dissonance for them to where um, it's like, oh, well, maybe I should second guess that this is the church that I thought it was. You know, if they were so intentional in all these other areas, you'd think they'd be intentional in this area too. And so um, one of the things that I really am trying to do is make sure that we are being intentional about the way that we market ourselves online. Um, and, and, yeah, and so the way that we do that on social media, um, the way that we present ourselves that way is very important in the way that we... Um, yeah, just people coming to our website. We do a lot of email communication, so our outbound email messaging, um, just trying to get those to, in, to be in a place where they're consistent and to where they present something that's that looks professional and looks nice. Um, and so we're going through a lot of processes to, yeah. to renovate that. Um, because our church has grown kind of organically, um, we've had a lot of like ministries and teams and stuff that have gone off and just kind of done their own thing for a little bit. Oh, okay. And so we're trying to rein in <laughs> yeah. a lot of that. Sure. Um, to bring it all all back into one kind of centralized process. Um, and so that that's a little bit of a task. Um, but I mean, we have great ministry leaders that are very supportive and on board with that. And so um, so we're we're making good progress. Uh, describe what your um, what your department looks mm-hmm. like. Maybe. Um, 
talk about how you fit in and like what else you have around you. Sure. So we've got a communications director who is um, my supervisor, um, and she is the one who kind of oversees everything that our department does. Uh, we have a video team that does all of our uh, video production, so a lot of that is doing production for the weekend stuff, so any videos that are used in the service, um, promo videos for upcoming series and that kind of thing. Um, we've got like three or four people that are on that video team. Uh, we have a graphic design team of about three or four people, uh, and they're the ones who do, um, we, we send out like postcard mailers for new sermon series and stuff like that. Um, we do you know, brochures for different ministries and that kind of a thing flyers and bulletins and all that kind of stuff and so um, so we have a team that does that um, I am pretty much our web person um, and then we have uh, one lady who's an editor so she's the one who's does most of the hands-on stuff with our social media as far as actually like putting posts and that kind of a stuff um, she also is the one who um, does a lot of the copy things so whenever we need copy for you know, for something on the website or copy for um, a postcard that we're doing or, or whatever, she'll be the one who, who uh, shapes that content. Mm -hmm. um, and then she does a lot of our weekly communications things as far as making sure the content and the bulletins are up to date and that kind of, a stu that kind of stuff. So what do you do media-wise that is, um, is there anything that stands out? I guess, is there anything that you really focus on when it comes to media? Like personally? Uh, well, I guess as a church, let's okay. do that first. We um, we do a lot of really quality video work and a lot of really quality um, like print design uh, branding type of work. Okay. And so um, I mentioned we have like three or four video folks, and they just do an incredible job of putting together packages for different things and doing interviews with uh, people in the community and stuff like that. Um, whether it's being used for worship or being used for um, like promo stuff online or social media or whatever, um, they do, yeah, really great job. And then we have a, a team of designers that uh, just blow my mind with how talented they are mm. and how much uh, they're able to do. I mean, they get demands from all over the place. Our, I mean, our communications department supports all four campuses, oh. and so oh. they do like weekly slides for everybody, and they do. Uh, like yeah, anytime we need branding or any kind of uh, supplemental design things, you know, all these ministries they want to have things to hand out to people. Yeah. Um, you know, for our youth ministries, they want they have like brochures that they create all the time, and so there's just this like huge influx of design stuff that our design team handles, and they just, I mean, the quality is great, and uh, they do so much of it that it blows my mind sometimes. Do you have a style with the media or the the branding the, that you produce? Is there a can you put that into a? Um, yeah, I would say. I mean, it varies somewhat ministry to ministry. Yeah. Uh, but for most of our church wide stuff, it's very, um, I'd say, understated probably. Okay. Um, n not quite like minimalistic. Like for me personally, like I love minimalistic design. So yeah. if I were doing it that, like that would be all that I would do. Um, but as a church, it's more just kind of understated. Yeah. Uh, so we like to use big imagery with with. Uh, with white space in it that you know is able to then emphasize the text that's laying on top of it. So nothing busy, nothing, um, yeah, nothing with a whole lot going on. Just kind of, uh, just kind of yeah, understated. Yeah, okay. And do you use photography a lot, or we use a lot of photography? Okay. Yeah. Um, over the last year or so, we've been really working to build our our like in-house library. Yeah, sure. Of photography, mm -hmm. um, so we don't have to rely on stock and stuff as much. Right. Um, but. Yeah. And with the videos, are you doing like stories, like a testimony type of things, or are you just telling uh, highlight videos, or what kind of yeah. videos? A little bit of everything. Okay. Um, I mean, they do they do a lot of testimonial type of things. So yeah. we've got a studio, uh, so take people in there and you know rearrange the studio so it doesn't look the same every time. But oh, yeah. Um, yeah, they'll do just kind of letting people share what is going on in their lives or how they've been impacted by the church or by. Christ or by, you know, whatever's going on in, in society. Um, but then we also do, uh, like, animated videos mm. that just kind of, um, you know, preview, like, a sermon series yeah. and stuff like that. Um, you know, sometimes they're, like, super dramatic. Yeah. Uh, sometimes, the one we're in right now, we're in this Art of Neighboring series where the promo video is just an animated guy who's walking down the street and it's like all flat, minimal design. <laughs> uh, and it's, it, as he's walking down the street, you have all these houses and apartment buildings and stuff. You just see speech bubbles popping up. 
about you know these people in these houses talking about what's going on in their lives and then at the end the guy's like man i really wish i knew my neighbors and then it's just like so it's like the super mellow yeah just chill thing um so yeah wide range of stuff that our video department does so why do you do you think that's important? Why should a church engage in things like that? Why should they have a little guy walking in the street? <laughs> I mean, I think that people connect with it. Um, and that's kind of stuff that, that people share, that people will talk about. I mean, it really helps them kind of uh, focus in on what we're about to be talking about in, you know, in this message, in this, in this sermon. Um, and so it, uh, I mean, yeah, it really just, just helps people kind of think about, okay, this is what I'm going to be learning about. So it's like, um, anytime you're, you hear, like if you go, somebody is trying to t- teach you to be a better speech person, yeah. this is a great example right here as I'm stammering. <laughs> um, like anytime you go and like you're in a speech class or whatever, they always tell you, okay, tell them what you're going to say, then say it, and then tell them what you said. And, you know, it's a very simple um, method for for delivering speeches, and so the these videos they serve as a really great way of just telling people what they're going to be hearing, what you're going to be saying, and so I'm um, helping them to focus in on that. Um, but then also just making sure that they're really quality pieces, they're well put together, well thought out. Um, I mean, it reinforces the brand, yeah. of course, um, as far as making sure that we're being intentional about the way that we're doing things. Um, but it's also an, a shareable element that people will say. Hey, look, my church created this awesome video about what we're going to be talking about for the next three or four weeks. You should watch it and come check it out with us. Yeah. And um, so, yeah, I mean. So are you using that on social media? Is that the, so you've taken all this media. uh, What's your approach? Yeah. So, I mean, once we create a video, uh, well, promo video or whatever, we'll, yeah, we'll post it on, well, we we use Vimeo for all of our web stuff, all of our web video um, but then we post it on our website and then, yeah, we encourage our, our people to share it and you know, we share it as a church and push it out there and, um, yeah, and just try to encourage people to, to engage with it. I mean, you know, people commenting and liking and stuff is huge on Facebook and yeah. Twitter. So what are some tips if there's somebody out there that's sitting in a, maybe they're a small church, they're a volunteer mm-hmm. and they're just trying to help their church grow and get the message out there and, you know, maybe limited resources. Or, yeah. I don't, do you have any tips, um, that you can give to somebody out there? Anytime you're working with social media, I I always come back to thinking that you really have to start with engaging with people in real life. I mean, people will engage online, but they'll engage a lot more if you already have a relationship with them. So I think that the first place to start is always, look, we can build this social platform. We can build, you know, we can get thousands of likes on our Facebook page, but before we do that, let's actually engage with our community. So make sure that you are actually going out beyond the walls of your church physically before you even try to do so digitally. Hmm. Um, and that way you've got the relationship. You're building your brand in a very hands-on sense, a very tactile sense. Um, and then as you start building those relationships, then you'll get stories that you're naturally able to share mm-hmm. on Facebook or Twitter or Instagram or whatever that captivate people because you're not just telling your own personal like you're not saying oh this is what our church is doing you're talking about look this is what's happened in the life of this person this is uh, the difference that christ is making in the life of this person and it, and that's a lot more engaging than just saying oh as a church we went to feed 400 people at the shelter or you know whatever when you're able to actually tell those stories um, people connect with that yeah what's what social media platforms are you on the main ones that we use are Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Okay. Um, and so those are the ones we use for the most part. Uh, and we use Facebook a lot. Each of our uh, campuses have its own Facebook page. Yeah. Um, and then individual ministries within our church will have, like, Facebook groups. Yeah. Uh, that's a little bit easier for them to maintain and work with, usually, than mm-hmm. if we were to, like, set up individual pages for them. Um, and so... Yeah, so that's our main thrust. We're also, as I mentioned on Twitter, um, we aren't as good about um, engaging on Twitter as we are on Facebook. Um, and then we also use Instagram. You know, it kind of collaborates with Facebook a lot of times. Sure. But. Okay. Uh, is, is there any resources that you um, you could recommend that you use that helps you out in yeah. some way? Yeah. I mean, we use um, we use Hootsuite a lot. Yeah. As far as doing um, like scheduling things and um, working with interactions make sure that we're um, you know anytime somebody mentions us we get alerts and that kind of a thing um one that i've used 
personally, we don't use it as a church, but I've used myself and for the business that I had when I was in, in Oklahoma. Uh, it's one called Buffer, yeah. uh, which is super awesome. Um, it doesn't quite scale to the size of our church as well. Sure. Um, but it's really great for, especially for smaller churches. Yeah. Uh, the Buffer app is, is fantastic. Can you break down, I guess, what Hootsuite and Buffer, like what they do? Yeah. I mean, Hootsuite is basically like an all-in-one enterprise-level solution for social engagement. <laughs> so you can connect like all of your social channels, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. I don't think they do Snapchat. I, I don't understand Snapchat. <laughs> I've tried. Um, but um, but you bring them all into this, into this one place, and so then Hootsuite becomes a dashboard where you can monitor all of your activity there. You can schedule posts to publish at particular times, and... Um, see you know who's responding to those if people are mentioning you on Twitter and, and that kind of a thing um, buffer is a little bit lower key uh, it doesn't allow you to do as much monitoring but it lets you schedule your posts really easily um, and even provides like ideas on what to post and that kind of a thing gotcha um, and they just added Instagram uh, like scheduled posts to Instagram which is kind of a new thing that's kind of groundbreaking in the social media world. Yeah. Um, so, uh, yeah, so both are great platforms. And is there anything else that you uh, recommend, resources, or uh, like, uh, you know, church people um, that are creative people, they, they're always looking for, hey, is there free websites uh, <laughs> yeah. for, for anything free? Yeah. <laughs> uh, vectors, <laughs> photos. Uh, so have you yeah. come across anything that's helpful? Um, I mean, I use Trello a lot for sure. all of my, like, project like time management kind of things yeah i love trello um trello is fantastic i know i mean from your podcast people talk about trello all the time so that's nothing new here so i won't go too deep into that but well um, how do you use it though is it anything different i use it so i have a couple of different boards um the main one that i use is just a board called to do (laughs) yeah and i've got um my primary column is to do right now yeah and then i have another um another list that's like soon and then another list that's later and then another list that's eventually yeah. and so then i just have different cards that i kind of shuffle around between sure. those things um and then i have a list for done when i'm done with it and then eventually i'll archive the the yeah. card um but yeah so that just helps me keep track of what i'm doing yeah and then i have you know a bunch of tasks that i do every week so they just move back and forth between the later and the to the now yeah uh list I, I love trello it just basically allows you to create your own systems right um it's uh, just very flexible con or not content it's um like a just a time management system yeah um that allows you to to just have a lot of flexibility and we even use it collaboratively yeah we have um there's quite a few members of our team that use it and so we're able to then you know comment on cards and stuff like that so another board that i have is one that's called website assets yeah that i work with our digital designers on and we're just able to anytime i you know there's some kind of like design asset that i need i just drop it into that trello board and then it pops up you know i assign it to whatever team member needs it and they're able to see that and then you know upload graphics or whatever to it and so it just makes it really easy to share information and um and share resources yeah so uh any any other resources that you have um i mean for um for forms we use wufu a lot sure um again that's a pretty standard one um we are, well, I've used MailChimp for email stuff yeah. quite a bit in the past. Um, we're, we have another email platform that we use uh, for the most part right now. Um, we're trying to figure out whether that's the best one for us to use moving forward, so there might be some change in there in the next few months. You use email a lot for we use, our, our ministries use email a lot, yeah. yeah. They, and they send out like you know, men's ministry newsletter and uh, women's ministry newsletter and you know all, all of these different newsletters and stuff that go out. We also have a daily like devotional type of reading yeah. that we send out an email. Um, and then like each of our campus pastors and our senior pastors send out a, like a weekly update as far as what's going on in the life of the church, yeah. um, places you can get involved, things that are going on in the life personally just to allow you know some of that personal connection with our, our senior campus pastors. Um, are you using segmented so, lists or is it just a blast that goes out to everybody? Uh, we have, yeah, tons of segmented lists. Okay. So, um, yeah, lots of uh, delineation between, you know, who gets what emails yeah. and stuff. Um, and so, so it's, it's kind of a complicated yeah. system. So the, the system we're using right now is through a company called SendGrid. Um, and they provide a lot of excellent resources f- 
for us um, and it works pretty well for the most part it's a little bit clunky to work with and so we're trying to figure out whether or not it makes sense to to stick with them or move maybe some of our services over to like a MailChimp or something like that um, but we haven't made any moves that way sure. to this point. Uh, Email is a big uh, it's a big thing I think it's still very very relevant in um, any any marketing yeah. Uh, plan yeah so any company any church anything mm-hmm. like that so emails because people basically are um, able to access that Right. It's not. It's not like uh, you could just turn it off or whatever. People just they go through it. They go through their email every day. Right. And then um, hopefully you're writing good content to where they yeah. choose to open that. Well, and there's this fine line because with email marketing, one of the, one of the things that we've run into is that right now we send out way too much email. Oh yeah. Um, and so um, I mean, I I talk to people all the time. We're like, oh yeah, I, I saw Church of the Resurrection email, so I just deleted it. <laughs> or I saw twelve Church of the Resurrection email, so I just deleted them all. You know. And so we need to pare back a little bit on yeah. how much we send out. Um, so we're. You know, it's one of the things we're trying to do, create, create this strategic approach as to how we do that, making sure that we're sending out information that's timely and relevant and not overwhelming. Um, and so, so, you know, it's part of this process of, of refinement that we're, that we're working through right now. Right. Yeah, good to know. Um, so email's the big one, and then uh, you mentioned uh, Trello being a good resource. Mm-hmm. And then um, is, is there any other th- ones that you can think of? I don't want to cut you short on any um, resources. I mean, you know, we, we use all kinds of different software things. Um, yep. One of the things that we're exploring right now is uh, doing, uh, like, text messaging. Uh, so uh, Text in Church is yeah. one of the organizations that we're, we're in conversation with um, and just exploring what, what that might look like, how we could use that, and how it might really help our, our congregation to engage with our ministries. Um, Are there any... Uh, um circles uh like conferences books anything like that that you guys are kind of i don't know affiliated with yeah um we put on a conference every year called leadership institute yeah uh which is a huge thing it is coming up in the end of september now you've got me questioning myself i think it's the end (laughs) of september yeah um and it's just huge thing of like churches coming in to um Basically, one of the passions of our senior pastor is to really equip churches around the world, um, just resourcing them. And so Leadership Institute is a big part of that. Uh, basically, just we're just I mean, doing exactly what you and I are doing here, pouring out these lessons that we're learning from mistakes that we've made as a church yeah. and letting these other churches learn from us um, and letting them engage with each other and learn from each other and, and that kind of a thing. Um, another initiative that we have going that's really cool is something called Share Church. Uh, which hasn't launched yet, but that's basically just a, like a, it's a sharing of tangible resources. So um, sharing curriculum, sharing uh, sermons, sharing like postcards and mailers and that kind of a thing, sharing flyers and sharing like HR documents, um, basically just like any kind of a tangible resource that, that a church might use. We're putting it up on sharechurch.com. Uh, so that you can go on there and you can then download it to use for your own church. Oh, that's great. And Yeah, and then also, um, we don't want to be the only ones that are pouring into this. We want other churches to come alongside us and upload the resources that they've got, yeah. that they've created, um, so that, again, other churches can use it. And so um, that's a really cool platform that is... Um, that's being worked on right now. They're is it in live beta. now? Or? They're in oh, beta right now. Gotcha. Uh, you can go to sharechurch.com, and uh, it's kind of like a marketing page right now. Yeah. Um, you can sign up to be alerted as you know as things are rolling out and that kind yeah. of thing. Um, but yeah, it's in beta right now. So there's gotcha. a bunch of testing and stuff happening behind so the scenes. I just uh, I guess one uh, church media person to another church yeah. media person. Um, how is it as far as planning ahead? Are you guys pretty good at doing that? We. Yes and no. Um, I mean, there's. If you talk to our senior pastor, he could tell you the message that he's going to preach like a year from now. Yeah. Um, or pretty close to it, uh, for the most part. But uh, so at a very high level, yeah, we have this this structure in place as far as what the long term goals are and what's happening and stuff. You know, there's always the like the week to week. Oh, we need this video at yes. the very last minute, <laughs> or oh, we need to find a picture that says this. And, you know, it's, you know. Church is going to start in 20 minutes, but we've got to, ha- you know, so, you know, there's always an element of that. Um, but we have, and we, we have a very intentional vision for the church, for what we're doing and what we're, um, what kind of needs and discussions we're going to be talking about. And, uh, you know, that's always got to be somewhat flexible. 
um, you know, things that are always happening in society. You know, you have mass shootings and yeah. you have all these kind of things that you have to be able to respond to. So you can't like set in stone exactly what you're going to be doing right. um, from week to week. But we have this kind of general idea. Yeah. Um, that's that's um, that's pretty awesome. Do you have a system in place for uh, producing media, or does any department just come to you and say, "Hey, Randy, uh, yeah, can I get this?" <laughs> um, yeah, we have uh, if. If you were to go to our website, we have a certain page where ministry leaders can go to where they have like, uh, there's like eight forms or eight buttons that they can click. It's like, oh, do you want a video? Click this button. Do you want um, to like do something with weekly promotions? Click this button. Do you need a website update? Click this button. So uh, these different things. And they click on those and that takes a form that they'll fill out um, just with the details about what they're doing. Um, and then our team reviews those things once a week uh, just to to take all these requests and kind of filter them so that we all know what's going on. Okay. Um, one of the things we found in the past was that we just had no idea what the other people in the same room as us were working on, uh, and it was just kind of blowing up. And so, um, yeah, so now we've got this system in place where you make requests, then we review them all, and we're able to say, okay, we're, we can take on these four. Yeah. Sorry, we don't have capacity to do those three, but here's some other resources that could help you. Yeah. Um, and so... Um, so that's been a really positive thing uh, since we launched it, just just getting everything on the same page that way. Um, gotcha. And, and creating like a workflow. You know, yeah, Workflow that's is a huge thing. Otherwise, you just end up kind of buried in emails <laughs> and yeah. everything falls through the cracks. Yeah. Do you just use emails for communication like, or do you have some th- sort of internal system? Um, so our phones are all through Skype for Business. Okay. Um, and so with Skype for Business, you have like instant messaging and um, I mean, everything is based through the internet. So you, you can even make phone calls like from your computer or whatever using a gotcha. speaker and the microphone. So, um, you know, we, a lot of us have physical handsets at our desk as well. Um, but we use Skype for business for, for most of our communication. Gotcha. So I'm, I'm just kind of digging into some of these, uh, kind of nitty gritty type yeah. of things because establishing a brand and especially for a large church and make sure that's a, that it's consistent and that media is produced and, mm-hmm. uh, for different departments and being able to, um, handle the requests, the many, many requests that are going to come in from all over the place, especially with a huge church is a big deal. I think every church, no matter what size you are, you're kind of dealing with that stuff. So if if we can learn a little bit about what you're doing and uh, (laughs) what this large church that is doing and has in place to help them out, uh, I think one of the big things I gather is that you have the same problems that (laughs) smaller churches have. Yeah, we don't have it all figured out. I mean, we are, I mean, constantly testing things and trying to figure out better ways to do things and stuff because yeah for sure we don't have it all figured out um i mean in a lot of ways i feel like um well like i mentioned at the very beginning it's like drinking from a fire hose at church yeah. of resurrection sure that's um you know there's just a uh, always something new coming and something that we've got to adapt to and something we've got to accommodate yeah and so um yeah and so being a big church we get more of it and, you know we have more people to kind of handle those requests but we get more of those requests and so um you know this is, it's this tug of war between the two trying to figure out how to make sure we are able to do the prog the projects that we take on make sure we're able to do them with excellence mm-hmm. and make sure we're able to do them intentionally rather than just saying yes to everything that comes our way and then having to you know, cut corners in order to get things yeah. done or um, or drive our people into the ground you know because that's something that's always a risk in the creative world yeah where um, you commit to all this stuff and then you have to deliver and so then you're working night and day and trying to be creative as you're you know, draining yourself. And so, um, you know, we want to make sure that we're not doing that either. So, right, right. yeah, it's definitely a struggle. Yeah. Do you have any guidelines that you guys use to say these are the things that we do and we don't do anything else? Um, we, we have certain things that we do. Um, they're not like super well defined right now. That's yeah. one of the things that we're working on as we're working through this new process of how we accept requests and stuff like that. Uh, we're working on creating the exact parameters of the things that we'll take on. Yeah. And then as we do that, we also have to make sure that we're equipping our ministry leaders to then do the things that we say we can't take on. So, you know, if, if we decide we're not going to take on creating social media posts for them or something like that, then we've got to make sure that we're pointing them to other resources like canva.com or things like that, where they can create professional looking resources themselves and that we're providing them with the logos and yeah. things that they need right. and brand guidelines and all that kind of stuff. And so really pulling all this together is, I mean, it's a, it's a big undertaking. Yeah. Yeah. 
So it sounds like you have a lot of work ahead of you. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> we'll, we'll touch base in another year and see yeah. what's going on at that point. Yeah. Right. But yeah. You're a year into it. Yeah. And it's a big, big job. And it sounds like you, you've got some, uh, uh, some things to kind of straighten out and just kind of get in place and some systems to create to yeah. help you get where you need to be um, to, to serve all th- four campuses, right? Yeah. All four campuses. Yeah. Is there a good way to um, connect with you or for people to follow you? Yeah. Um, I mean, probably the best way is through social media. I'm pretty active online. Um, my handle for pretty much everything is so be creation. Uh, it's a little playoff of like, so be the creation that God created you to be. Oh, um, nice. Yeah, I was a clever 13-year-old, huh? <laughs> <laughs> um, that's the one I came up with that. Um, but so, like, twitter.com slash so be creation. Uh, Facebook.com slash so be creation. I mean, pretty much if you add so be creation onto the end of whatever social media platform you're talking about, that'll probably hit me. Yeah. So. <laughs> okay. All right. Good to know. So uh, you could check out Randy and see what's happening. Um, the church itself is Church of the Resurrection. Do you have a Facebook yep. or uh, anything that you want to share? Yeah. Just to follow um, that? Yeah, I mean... Uh, so we can see your work in action and <laughs> see what you're doing? Um, I mean, yeah, if you just search for Church of the Resurrection, I think that United Methodist Church of the Resurrection is our Facebook page. That's the one that will come up uh, by default. Uh, if you go to Twitter, uh, our handle is Church of the Res, Res with a Z. Um, and Instagram is the same. So, um, yeah, it should be pretty easy to find us. All right. Well, great. Thanks, Randy, uh, yep. for coming on and sharing uh, your, your wealth of knowledge. On yeah, no, it's been fun. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. All right. Well, ha- like you said, maybe we'll get you back in about a year, <laughs> and then we'll see how the conversation might be. Yeah, ra- maybe hopefully wrap things up a little bit. Of course, we'll probably have all kinds of new issues that we're working through at that point. But you know. <laughs> <laughs> Right, right. Maybe you'll have a staff. That'd be <laughs> maybe, yeah, yeah, that'd be awesome. <laughs> All right. Well, thanks again for Randy uh, to, uh, for coming on the podcast and uh, make sure you check him out on his social media platforms. I really enjoyed that conversation. Just talking about a genuine approach to building a brand. And uh, it's been a, a very authentic uh, approach that has allowed Church of the Resurrection to grow to be just this large church in this community that is being very impactful in reaching people. This podcast started in January of 2016, and we've been developing it all year. And now leading into the fall, we have some ideas that we're going to be trying out. The, uh, the thought behind these ideas is to help our audience, to help, help you to understand branding better so that you can build these strong brands for your church or for the churches that you work with and help them reach more people. So one of the things we're going to do is implement Facebook Live sessions. This is where we can teach about a topic in a way that allows us to add visuals. So we can teach on a topic for a period of time, maybe 15 or 20 minutes. And then we're also able to take questions. So we can respond to you uh, back and forth uh, in a question and answer session live. And so the visuals combined with the question and answer, I think will just help create a great depth in whatever um, topic we're talking about. So the first one is going to be rolling out later on this week. We're going to be talking about logos and how to create a great logo for your church. We'll unpack the five different types of logos and then begin to uh, break down what a great logo for a church should include. So um, in this session, we will have the question and answer period where you can submit your logo and then I can take a look at it and maybe give you some pointers or some tips or just verify that it's a great logo. Um, so it's just a great uh, inter- interaction that can take place. Or maybe you have some uh, questions that you just want to answer live. So I'll be on a video and then you're able to just uh, submit your questions and listen to the responses and also see the visuals of what, uh, what, we're, what we're talking about. So join us this week later on. Join us throughout the fall as we host more and more Facebook Live sessions. And we also have some other resources we want to provide for you as well. So big ideas to just help take these uh, conversations that we have on a podcast, put it together into more of a step-by-step guide um, in just different ways, using multimedia um, interactions with you to help these uh, these concepts um, just, just be more real to you and then produce, as an end result, produce churches that have really strong and powerful brands that's attractive to their communities. Well, thanks again. Um, We have a resource we want to share with you. 
This one is actually a book. It's called Live, Love, Lead, and it's written by Brian Houston. In this book, Brian unpacks the story of Hillsong Church. Hillsong is a church that's influential in the world, not just within church world, but in the world as a global brand. And they've been very effective um, starting in the 90s, uh, releasing music. And in the early 2000s, Hillsong United came around and they they were very popular and have been and still are. And now even in uh, recent years, they have another brand of, um, they're called Young and Free. And every, um, every so often, they release this uh, kind of younger generation to, to, to create music that's unique to their culture. And they've been very effective doing that. In recent years, they've launched church campuses in the largest cities in the world and have been very effective in reaching people in very hard-to-reach places. So it's uh, amazing what they're doing. And uh, the book itself is very inspiring as... Uh, Pastor Brian just unpacks how he's been very genuine to, to the calling that God has given him to love people. And as a result of that, it's, it's um, included so much um, impact on a global scale for the church. So again, the book is called Live, Love, Lead. I recommend you get it as a creative, a church creative, uh, maybe as a church leader. It's just a great inspirational book to um, to help you just think outside and and uh, maybe do some things that are that are big to think big and to dream big. So thanks again for joining me today on the Church Brand Guide podcast. Make sure you check out our blog at churchbrandguide.com and check out the free resources we have there. And make sure you rank us and rate us on iTunes. We really appreciate when you do that. Thanks again, and I'll see you next time.